All right, welcome everyone once again to Sticks and Kicks. It is Sunday, July 19th. Our usual tradition is to get together here around noonish, one-ish. After recovering from a long weekend, Lucio, get together, talk about sports, talk about Phoenix Rising. Like to welcome everybody once again to this great podcast to which we put 100% effort each and every week for our, the best of our abilities. It's, I, and saying that, I mean, it's completely true, Lucio, but it's like saying that you're putting a kid to drive a school bus. You know, he can give it 110%, but if he doesn't know what he's doing, he's f- going to fucking crash into a building. I mean, we know kind of what we're doing, I guess, would be said. We're just not good by, at it. By that, you we mean we're able to turn on the, the monitor. Yeah, <laughs> turn the mics on. I mean, Half the we, time. We, we know how to talk sports in a way, but we don't know how to... <laughs> analyze because obviously i got every substitution incorrect or every person on the starting lineup was set for zach lubin correct right from last week so and then that that did come to a big surprise to to me and i'm sure a lot of others will get into that but you know lucio let me formally welcome you welcome to the show once again thank you for being here oh of course you know me i'm just uh doing my thing getting things going here all right, so you know what? Let's go ahead and get the sticks portion of our show out the way here. And let's just go ahead and welcome to the Arizona Coyote section. Everybody, I'm going to give it up for Martin Lucio. Go ahead. Take it away, Lucio. All right, and I'm going to hand it over to uh, Kenny. Kenny? God damn it. Well, good talk. <laughs> um, so, yeah, again, Kenny is not able to be here with us today. Uh, unfortunately, he he has some things going on where uh, he can't attend today. Uh, he will be here next week, and we'll look forward to hearing from him and all the insight we he has with hockey. Obviously, as you can tell, we're not the best when it comes to the hockey portion because uh, it's just he knows so much more. Right, right now, what we need is a behind-the-scenes guy, which is what Kenny is. Once, once they actually get back on the ice in the competitive field, then we can analyze and we can talk shit exactly. about their each each player's and, and I think play. That, and think. that's the big issue is that Kenny's like the behind the scene guys. He has inside reports, you know, people he knows, and we can't always get him to give us like or send us some something to talk about. So it sometimes becomes kind of difficult. I mean, nothing against him or anything. Uh, it's just it just happens when he just doesn't send anything. We just don't know what to talk about. So we just kind of. Uh, understand that we continue to plow through exactly we understand <laughs> that we just need to let everyone know that on uh, august 2nd they will be starting to play first game against uh nashville which uh though he did get that wrong though he, he did say august 1st well he also got training we we training cap wrong too we had to we have to wait now another full 24 hours another that, full but yeah 24 hours. we are two weeks away exactly two weeks from today is when they take the ice for the first time against the Predators. Very, very excited about that. You know what? We might just go live alongside with the Coyotes. We might. We might be able to. Let's book a flight to, where are they? Edmonton? Fuck them. I'm going to Canada. <laughs> Nothing wrong with Canada. It's just Canada. So That sounds like you have something wrong with Canada. Well, there's nothing wrong with California. It's just California. There's a lot of things wrong with California. I know, but that's... They're people, mostly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, speaking of California, let's just head right into it, Lucio. Orange County against Phoenix Rising. Jesus Christ. (sighs) It was a draw. It feels like a defeat. I don't know if I'm alone in this. It just feels feels like a defeat. So there was a couple issues that I had going into this this game. Um, When I saw the initial starting line, 
I just didn't understand what was what was going on. We had a Thursday night game, and I get that you're trying. Like this is what I was talking about was just gonna be a chess match. Like he, I don't know what he's doing. If he's just trying to play the the big starters in the beginning and then towards the end of the season, start playing some of the other starters or whatever. But honestly, I feel like he should have started some players earlier. I feel like certain players shouldn't have been on the pitch at all. Yeah. Um, it was just kind of unfortunate that we, you know, some, like, all I know is that it felt like a loss because we could have done so much more. We had so much more opportunities, but yet we didn't um, execute on all of them. And so I think it was just very watching the game. You also saw the sluggishness on some of the players. Uh, Junior Flemings was not one of them. Junior Flemings was running around like a mad dog. Then when they substituted uh, Dadashov for Kalistri, uh, Kalistri goes into the midfield. Santi Moore goes into into Fleming's spot. And Fleming goes to the top. It was very interesting dynamic that 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 was the whole case. Um, but I feel like Kalistri was also brought in too late. I also felt like, and this is the issue we've always had with Rick Shantz, is that he... The substitutes, he, yeah. He substitutes way too late in the game. Not enough time to sometimes make a difference. There is some times where they've made a difference, like Spencer. Ben Spencer made some great big differences when, when he Last would jump in. goals. But it wasn't always the case, because he wouldn't always put Spencer. He would put some other people in or whatever. So it wouldn't always happen. And I think that he needs to understand that if we're playing these short games, maybe take out Asante earlier or Dadashov earlier. Like maybe don't let him play to like minute eighty, and then try to take him off and get a miracle win. Like take him off at minute sixty-five. Take him off early. You know, let let the right, halftime. I mean, you you have oh, halftime. Yeah, you have five substitutions. Like it's it's not going to you're not you're not going to waste one right right off the bat if you're if you're thinking about like last minute injuries or things like that, which I know is always in the back of a mind of a head coach, but. Um, let, let's let's go ahead and analyze this this starting lineup that went out there. Because first of all, Zach Lubin, you got it right. I thought he was gonna put go ahead and put Dick in, but uh, whatever. Lubin, he can play every game for all I care. He's a great goalkeeper. Yes. Now the starting defender, uh, only one change from the game against LA, and that's uh, Cochran. Uh, yeah, Cochran in for um, uh, Farrell. Joey Farrell. Yeah, and uh, the rest of them: Kanto, Whelan, and King. Again, repeated just five days after they had played a full 90 minutes, 115-degree weather. I wouldn't have done it. I was very surprised that. I would have, if, if, I would have been even more okay if Whelan would have stayed in because then you could, like, there are certain defenders, like, that will stay in all the time. Like, PK stays in all the time. Sergio Ramos stays all the time. Even if, like, you almost never get those guys out of the, out of the pitch. And it's because they just the the amount of talent they have and the amount of uh, security they bring is sometimes hard to dispute taking them out. And yeah. plus, I don't even know if we have a strong second mid uh, mid uh, central mid defender. Central defender. Yeah, I know we have that's Joey Farrell and Cochran. I don't know if we have another one, and that's why. Yeah, and that can take the place of it, a Whelan. Exactly. Um, with Kanto and King, they run so much. They do. It's like, and so my issue is that they run so much. You could have put Ledbetter and um, the other guy, which I always forget. I always butcher his name. It starts with the BJ. It's BJ. Bjormathun. Whatever that kid. And if we misspell your name, we're very sorry. You can come on the show anytime and correct us. This is why I don't say your name most of the time. If I knew your first name, 
which I should, but I don't. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle. We'll just call you Kyle from now on. <laughs> Kyle. Um, yeah. We like we could have had them on, give them some playing time, give them some minutes. Um, I also didn't like the fact that I feel like we could have gone a little bit more aggressive with Orange County because Orange County has always been a very aggressive team. Yeah. Against us. So I feel like we should have been more aggressive and less defensively oriented. So because if we would have so there's a big the couple issues that I had. So Bacaro, tired. Yeah, okay. Le, le, before we go into your change, quit throwing things. <laughs> before we go in, le, le, let's go ahead and do the rest of the starting lineup. Uh, in the middle, you had Stanton, Lambert, and Bacaro. So Stanton subbing in, one of the changes there. Uh, Lambert and Bacaro, they played on uh, Saturday. And then up top, the big three, Flemings, Dadashov, and Asante. Okay. So workhorses all around. All right, go ahead with your uh, with your analysis here. So Bacaro... You saw him. He was tired. He plays great, but he was tired. Yes. You can tell that right away. So, Becaro was tired. You should have subbed him in for uh, Iguanaga early on. Lambert, same thing. You had, uh, God, there was, there's somebody else that usually goes in. And not even Jordan. You could have um, you could have uh, had somebody else. God, what was that other defense, that other midfielder's name? Um, Who are you talking about? Because I was talking about going offensively. and there were, Oh, Kalistri. You could have had Kalistri, uh, Aguinaga, and Stanton all in there to be more of an offensive. Switch Lambert up. And this is my big issue. If you would have done that, switch Lambert up, Cochran wouldn't have gone up so high. Yeah. Because he would have to have still defended. So what happens is when you have someone like Lambert who falls back a lot, Cochran or Whelan will go up. Whelan doesn't go up that much until the very end. You'll see some runs from him. But he usually doesn't. But Cochran likes to stay on the line, maybe a little bit further, get more involved in the game, which is fine if Lambert is also paying attention and staying in the back. That beat that we got beat when we got scored on was terrible. But we should have been more offensively here. We would have, should have been more attack-friendly. We could even throw in, um, uh, what's his name, uh, more. But now the top three, um, if you were going to take Dadashaw off, off anyways, you might as well have given him the day off and put Flemings up there, and then yeah, Dadashov should not have played. And put more in, in in the whole situation. Yes, I understand Dadashov gave the assist to get the the goal for for Flemings, but I feel like we would have scored even more because if we would have had Flemings and more both attacking aggressively up top, we would have been able to get them to go and, and score. A and it would have been a lot faster counter attack. Exactly. Like, nothing against Dadashov. The, the one thing he has is that he doesn't have the greatest, greatest speed. Exactly, but he's strong and he's smart with the ball and he can find people open. Now, Asante, I mean, give or take, you could he, he uh, wouldn't, didn't mind him so much being on the pitch, but also you can tell that he was tired after. Yeah, I, half I expected an hour. him. I expected him to play a half, just set the tone for the game, be a leader, and sub him out at halftime. You have players. You have the deepest bench in the USL, and so I feel like with all this, I mean, and this is just my opinion, obviously, but it's from what I've seen and how I've played my whole life, and you know, playing especially this very particular. Um, Set of you know formation. I, I honestly, even with even you could even had Jordan play for Lambert if you really wanted to stay defensively, he would have been more moving around, have been more aware. Of well, that, that's what we were talking about in our preview for the first game. We didn't think that Lambert and Jordan were going to play together. Exactly. We always thought they were going to be one or the other. So and so, I honestly feel like 
we're gonna be playing them again next. Uh, when was it? Saturday. Saturday. So ten days, right? Yes, ten days rest. So so ten days rest, but they're still in California. No, they came back right after. Oh, the that's game. right. That's right. That's right. They they come back. I saw their training today. Um, the problem is, they're they have ten days rest. So now they're gonna come in, and what's gonna happen? The exact same squad. We're gonna see the same eleven. Well, probably well, with the exception of Cochran. Cochran might be pushed back through Joey because Joey played a lot better the first game. He played so much better than Cochran did this game. Cochran had a few mess-ups, and we know from last year when uh, Waz made a few mistakes, we suffered early on. So I feel like I feel like if Rick has learned anything from what happened, he's not going to let Cochran start. And I like Cochran. I, I, you know, Cochran, I think, is one of the better defenders. But if you're not going to be playing your part, I mean. I think it's just a matter of getting back into rhythm. Yeah. Uh, he, he missed the L.A. game. So uh, coming coming off, especially after months of not playing uh, competitively, he'll find his rhythm. He'll find his way back again. I, I do agree uh, to start Joey Farrell there with uh, Whelan. Um, who's going to play for Contour? Because he did pick up that red card at the end. Well, he has um, to put him All right, let, let's go ahead and let, let, let get this out of the way. Lucio, was it a red card? I mean, I, I I didn't think there was any doubt. Uh, there was a big discussion on it online. Obviously, <laughs> no. uh, homers are going to be homers. No. Are like, no, it was never this. Was blah blah blah. Like, it was, it was a red card. One, he was the last man to. He was he, the last man. He did obstruct him from. Mm-hmm. And he, sure, the guy went down easy. Yeah, he looked for the foul, but I mean, that that's, that's with just, anybody. Like that's we could it. say that about Fleming's last game. Yeah, when he got he he so. he felt a little tug and he fell he fell through felt a little easy. And he got the penalty. It's strategy. I've always said this. Mm-hmm. This is what when people talk about like soccer being like, oh, they flop and they jump around. It's like it's strategy, though. It's like that's this is why men. This is why well, I won't even say men, but this is why they do it in soccer, and and they make it look worse than it is because they're strategizing to get this aggressive defender or the aggressive person to calm down, if not to get kicked out of the game to have an advantage. And I've always said it. That this is that's just the whole reasoning behind the, f- the the way they flail, you know, the Neymar, the Neymar dives and stuff like that. They're the Neymars of the world. Basically, <laughs> it's 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 meant to strategize. Yeah, and and people don't get that because soccer is just such a different monster in sports in general. So they strategize it by trying to get them to get you know, booked or something so that they can have an advantage over the player. Because if you calm down an aggressive player or you can't where he can't attack or be as aggressive because he's already has a warning, there it's gonna be a lot easier to get around him or to move around him. And oh yeah. You can tell there was a big there was a big one last year and I'm gonna say and I know you hate saying it, but it's I watch Liverpool games. So because I'm a Liverpool fan. But last year there it is when we played Arsenal Right, not only was last year, it was I think this early, earlier on this year when we played Arsenal and we scored on him when uh, uh, Salah went around him and you saw. Um, Who are you talking about, David Luiz? David Luiz okay. goes like that. Yeah, he already had a yellow. Yeah, and that, he let him through. Mm-hmm. Didn't touch him because he didn't want to get the red. This is what I'm talking about: strategy, the strategic move that he, when he got a yellow. Got him to let that player go, which ended up resulting in a goal, anyways. Yep. So these are the kind of moves that the the reason why they do it now. <laughs> I think was, he's, I think he still picked up that second yellow at the end of the did. game. He <laughs> picked up the second yellow later on in the game. He he that was a red. 
It just it yeah just yeah. Was. We, 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 there so was no like if if he didn't touch him, it's a goal, it, and we would have lost the game. It was a great foul. Yeah, it needed to he, happen. He had to do it, but there was no reason for him to have gotten upset after he, after he got ready. Honestly, yeah, you, he should have known. You know, he, you know what you did. You know, because I know as soon as I would have done it, I would have been started walking to the bench. Yep, because I would have known I'm, I got a red I'm card. Gone. And and so it's one of those things that you can play it off as you want. And the homers, you know, I'm a homer too. I love my team, but I can be realistic. Yeah, the realistic thing is that it was a red card. It was a necessary foul. That needed to happen, but it was a red card. All right, so, so you think Ledbetter? Ledbetter is the only option. Who else are you going to put in there? He, he, he can do it, Lucio. I don't, come on, man. You got to have some faith. At this point, I'd rather have Kyle on, on his weak foot on that side. <laughs> to be honest. Right. And I'm talking about Kyle, the camera guy. Jesus. <laughs> That's messed up, Lucio. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Kyle. He does a great job. <laughs> For the Phoenix Rising. Yeah, he, he, he makes some great videos. I love he's, those. He's, dude, I love those great. videos. But um, <laughs> you know what, Lucio? Right now you're talking about when, when you used to play. Uh, I was I was cleaning out my uh, some memory on my computer. I ran into some pictures of our old days playing way back in the day when we used to play at that school up there on like 19th Avenue and some odd. 21st Avenue in Bethany? Yeah. So... Um, I got like this great series of pictures of you doing a diving header. Jesus Christ, I remember <laughs> you that. Remember? Too. Yeah. It looks it's the greatest thing because I like uh we took them like all like in a row and you just see frame by frame Lucio flying through the air like his massive body just whoa, <laughs> making contact. <laughs> and I, think, and and I, honestly, I love the I love the landing cuz like a lot of play, a lot of players kind of like slide right there but no, just whoa, boom, get the header to be to be fair, you did a great clearance. That would, you cleared like, the ball out of the way and then just plop. And just I think <laughs> if I remember watching, looking at that picture again, I, I remember the reason why I did it because I thought there was someone on my left hand side and I needed and I, and I was a little bit too far back. So I jumped forward. But then I realized when I looked at the picture, there was nobody on that side. Yeah. No, they, you could have stopped the ball. And that's, like, when I was, and that's when I realized, like, I could have played this ball differently. That's, that's and then I went for a diving, you know, header. To clear the ball, that was unnecessary. And I was just like, you know what, though? It made for a great picture, I guess. It, so. it, it, it did. And for, <laughs> for those, I mean, most of you guys know Lucio. Dude, like, is built like a fucking linebacker back here. And he just... <laughs> <laughs> this is this is actually... This is, <laughs> this is right... This is probably, like, maybe a year after I had broken my leg the first time. And I was getting back into playing. So I had started a lot, losing a lot of weight. I was still pretty big, but I had started losing a lot of weight. I remember... Probably like four months after that, I had lost a lot of weight because I had started playing again regularly. And then <laughs> it sucks that we don't like, but it sucks. But I broke, I broke my other leg about a few months later on first that play same pitch. The, first play of the game. That's well, no, no, no. First twenty like, seconds of me yeah, coming like, into the game you, he, because he I came ran, in as a he, sub. He was so excited. Well, no. he, he went. Hang on, hang on. He, he went from the, from where the where the substitutes come in, ran as fast as he can to his position, and uh, you 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 were playing above the above the line that day, right? I was playing the sweeper, yes. Yeah, so like no, no, no. I was playing stopper. Yeah, so yeah, so like fast again from as soon as he gets to his position, fucking what it was like a groundhog hole or something. So, so uh, okay, so the ball like the guy that was supposed I was supposed to start that game, but one of the guys he. He was an older gentleman, and he'd been with the team a lot longer. So the coach put him in for whatever reason, and I was like, fuck it, whatever. So the guy, after 20 minutes, he's, he gets tired. He was an older gentleman, so then they put me in. Uh, 
for about 20 seconds and that old guy had to go back in so the ball was out on the opposite side of where i came in from and it was out of bounds and it was their their ball so so what happened was i get subbed in and i start running to my position and as i'm running the play had started already and the person gets the ball and he start the opponent starts dribbling towards the midfield inside to where i'm supposed to be at and as I'm running, I see him coming. So I was like, I'm just going to get this motherfucker. I'll get a yellow first five seconds of the game. So I go in and goal. If, if you've ever watched goalies slide tackle, they slide tackle very differently than regular yeah, players. Could you, could you they, go they, in? They, they, they open their legs, spread them out, and mm-hmm. try to make sure they get the perimeter and get as much space as they can, right? Yeah. And playing goalie, pre, like, pre, like when I was younger, I knew this. And I was coming in fast, so I knew I kind of wanted to get more space so that he didn't just jump me on one side you know just touch the ball on one side but what happens is when i did that my ankle got caught in a pothole my left ankle and i was i was sliding and like i said i'm, I'm a big dude at this time i was a little smaller because i lost a lot of weight still a big dude what happens is my ankle gets caught in a pothole it pops up dislocates my ankle and then it breaks my tibia bone uh fractures it out towards the lateral side of my leg doesn't break skin, but you can see that there's there's a it's it's popped out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I, I I was in pain compared to when I broke my leg the first time. I was in so much pain because I had no adrenaline in me. I just started the game, it was fresh, and then I had to be taken out. I had to be driven to the hospital by one of my old my old coworkers because he had just happened to be at that game because his friend was playing, and I. <laughs> I remember just going all the way, you know, to the hospital and just like thinking, like, God damn, I broke my fucking leg again playing soccer again. <laughs> and I'm just like sitting there thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? I had to have surgery and like all this other stuff happened. So it was it was pretty interesting. It was a, uh, eh, but yeah, it it was a uh, it's a trip. <laughs> but yes, those pictures should be nice. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm look it up. We, we we might upload them later to the Sticks and Kicks. Make sure you're following Sticks and Kicks on Instagram. Uh, Sticks Kicks. It's it's a twist off, Lucy. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I didn't know. It's uh, <laughs> I have sensitive hands, Daniel. I'm a massage therapist. Shut up. What I saying? Yes, yeah, Sticks Kicks, and on Twitter, Sticks Kicks One. You still use Jack? God. <laughs> Stop it! You're ruining the show. Going, yes, and uh, Facebook, of course, uh, sticks and kicks. Uh, make sure you follow us on all platforms. We'll be make sure to get those uh pictures uh up there, <laughs> and uh, also one where I have a pretty good save right there. And I completely over exaggerate the landing. And I remember that play because the dude stopped it at the edge of the box, he shot it towards me, and I go in, in his uh with the opposite hand, kind of shoot it up above the goal. But then there's a picture of me right there in the air, and then I still like slide, like turn all the way back. My knees are in the air, like over here, like it's, it's a full dramatic effect just for the camera, just because I knew the camera was back there. So I mean, why not? Because your wife was taking pictures. Oh so yeah, you, so you had to make the pictures look good. Oh yeah, uh, and and then that was like girlfriend at the time. So I mean, you got to step up your game at that point. Like right. uh, she didn't want the. There's a reason she doesn't go to games anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well. All I know is that uh, I feel like Rick Schantz is going to put in the exact same squad with the exception of Cochran, uh, obviously Kanto. And I feel like I'm honestly going to say this. If Bombery is ready to play and is available, we need to play him. 
Banbury went Barbary. Mm-hmm. Barbary. I forget how to. It's weird just how to say his name is spelled, so it's hard to pronounce. But he needs to play. Watching him play in GCU, it, it, he needs to play. He stole the show. He did incredible, and I think he needs to be put on the on the starting lineup, whether it be Bacaro, Barbary, and Lambert, and then switching it off be like. Kalistri or Aguinaga, Stanton and Jordan have like a rotation of something that you need to put in there or have like Aguinaga be like a substitute for like Baccaro or, you know, somebody. And then when you come in the next week, you have Kalistri things like that. You have to move it around. And I think Rick Schantz is. He found a winning formula. And he wants and to he replicate just, he that. He just rides that well, formula. Yeah. Like, I don't all even the way. think he wants to replicate it. He just, like you said, he's just riding the coattail of last and, year. And uh, well, riding the coattail is not not so much like it, it makes it seem like someone else did the work. Sure, sure. But uh, no, he's just he's just he's riding, riding his fir- his first success is like. But if you want to stay successful, you got to mix it up because people found out his formula at the end. That's why at the end, Phoenix Rising could not close out games. We lost the streak. We lost uh, la- uh, uh, dollar beer night. We lost the dollar beer night, and of course we lost against the monarchs. But it's all because people found out his playing style, and he's like they found a way to counterattack it, and, and they, they neutralized. They found a way, and then also like his substitutions. I swear to God, it just makes me mad because he wants to sub in like so late in the game. It's like fuck their feelings. Like I get that they have feelings, but when it comes to winning and losing, I. Bet you anything, if you take someone out minute 70 and they're pissed off, but we fucking win and make it to the next round, trust me, they're fucking pissed. Being pissed off is going to calm down real quick because you still made it. Yep, pretty much. If you get subbed out at minute 85 and you still fucking lose, you fucking lost. Yep. So. You got to have that FIFA mentality. So, like, these are... These are my players that I move in and out. Yeah, they have feelings, but you know what? Like you said, they'll get over it. Moving on. Basically. When is Phoenix Rising going to make it onto a FIFA game? <laughs> Whenever FIFA decides to acknowledge USL. I think that ship has sailed. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> we can try PES. Yes. I will start the petition. I expect every one of our listeners to follow along with that petition. Pro Evolution <laughs> Soccer. Get it on the Get Asante on the cover. To be fair, though. FIFA has been really shit in the bag with the games the last few years. It's just been terrible. 2019, terrible. 2020, terrible. It's just the the complexity that they keep adding on. Like, they had to make so many extra upgrades on on, uh, on FIFA 20. You know how bad it is? This is how bad it is. I've played FIFA since 2008. Every year, I would buy it just for the new roster. And I know it's just the new roster new uniforms you're not really getting different parts of the game it started changing like around 2014 when you had Messi on the cover and you and and they started playing the different style like in in, in how the engine was ran it was more intricate right there yeah, the strategies right? and the everything moving around and everything yeah exactly the career mode was amazing it started it did so well and it started going up from there 2015 did great 2016 did great 2017 was the last one that was pretty good 2018 came the Cristiano Ronaldo cover. I remember this one, the Cristiano Ronaldo cover. It it was like okay, it's 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 not bad. It's it's not great. It was it was decent. And you were like okay, it's a little bit of an upgrade from 17. 
Then you had 2019, which was fucking horrible. So many things you couldn't do. Who's on the cover? Neymar. And then you get fucking FIFA 20. And Hazard is on the fucking cover of that one. <laughs> That's fucking worse. Definitely spend more time playing that game than he does on the field. Fuck that fucking guy. Jesus worst Christ. Game. And I haven't played. And I've been. I played FIFA since 2008. And I played them all the way through. All the way through every single game. Career modes. Doing this. Doing that. All the way. And then when I got to FIFA 20. You know. I bought FIFA 20. And I've only played it a handful of times. It just doesn't grab you anymore. It's like same old and well, it's because of the fact that it's just not this. It's like it's it's still fun, but the AI is like sometimes you can't do certain shit because the AI has to win in certain stuff. So you're playing, you're playing, and all of a sudden, like the AI like beats you with like a weird header that out of nowhere that you like. It was like your defenders were fucking doing some stupid shit. You're like went for a slide tackle and you think you get him, but the ball like ricochets off your foot, the back foot of the player and it bounces over him, over his head and comes back and like, what the fuck just happened? And then like he passes the ball. Because every year they get more realistic. Maybe that that virtual day, that virtual player had a fight with his virtual girlfriend and he just didn't have his mind in the game. So, I mean, things happen in the virtual world, Lucio. (laughs) I mean, possibly, I guess. I, I don't deny it. Had virtual blue balls. <laughs> All I know is that it's um, very interesting. Uh, but hopefully. All right, before we leave this uh, this section right here for our Phoenix Rising, last week, of course, Solomon Asanta named USL Player of the Week. We also got a uh, contour with uh, Team of the Week and honorable mention for Junior Flemings. I don't think we're going to get anything this week. <laughs> Even though Junior Fleming is still the only one with the streak. I mean, yeah, he, he, he has keep that, he kept that alive three games in a row. And you know what? If he just that's, if it's just one goal a game, that's fine with me. Get to the end of the season with that one goal a game and just. I'm going to say something. It's going to be super controversial. And I love and I love this person. I love this person. All right. I'm glad I pushed the right button because they're not labeled. <laughs> so I love this player. Solomon Asante is one of my favorite. Well, he's one of my fa- he's one of the good players that I particularly enjoy seeing. It's gonna be controversial. Oh my god, he's on his way out. What do you mean by that? This is gonna be his last season here in Arizona, here in Phoenix. Oh, that he's gonna get bought out by somebody? No, he's leaving. He's probably gonna leave. You can you literally can tell just by the way he's been playing, he's just not motivated. He's just he doesn't seem like his former self from two years ago, from even last year in the beginning. He just seems like a completely different. His mind's out of it. And honestly, the reason why I think this is because COVID has hit, has hit in such a way that is making his family. I think is still still overseas. If I I don't think he, they ever came over. I think they're still overseas. So I feel like he just wants to go back home. Be with mm. his family, take care of them, be with them. So I think that his mind is more on that. And I think this is why he's on his way out. Like I said, I don't think he's on his way out because he's no good. Well, no no one can say that. Yeah. But I think he's on his way out because he's just not in it right now. 
All right, but assuming that you're yeah, you're right about him wanting to to help out his family, the best way it's to not do a bad it, thing. No, it's not. No, a, the, the best thing would wouldn't the best thing be yeah. to stay here because he's obviously going to make more money here than he does back home. It's just a, it, it's it's a it's a matter of perception. It's whatever you think. It's not whether what we think. Sure, you know we we can be like, hey, stay here. You're going to make money. Be able to help your family. But if he wants to be with his family and do other, and he might have other connections to do other stuff, and and you know where he's from at from home. I mean, it's it's generally up to him. And yeah, I honestly think he's gonna. This is my opinion. He's. I honestly think this might be his last season here in Arizona because he's he's also uh, he's also voiced his 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 concerns about his family not being with him. So I right. feel like this is gonna play is play a big part about him coming back next year. So. And uh, of course, and of course, with everything that's going on, this also has not been the easiest season just to be a. Be a football player in general. Be away from your family. Yeah, so, um, you know what? I just, I hope all the best for him. So, I, I mean, I'm I'm glad he's he's at least being a, a professional and, if know, I am right. play, playing out playing out the rest of the season. If that's if I'm right. Because I could be completely wrong. I could be, literally, I could, we could be talking about it today. Fucking next Saturday, motherfucker blows the fucking water. And then for the rest of the season, he starts smacking fucking everybody around. Oh, well, I, I fully expect it because you, you, <laughs> you, you do know that he is... Um, one of the more competitive persons. He's very passionate. That's good. And um, but after this performance, going back and watching the game tape, I'm I'm sure everyone in that locker room is gonna see. You know what? Played like shit. Well, it, not just that. Cochran probably got a big talking to about where the fuck he was on that line. So I mean, there, there's so many things that you can just like pull apart from that game tape, and I'm there. sure Rick is gonna just pull them apart. And uh, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go. I wouldn't be surprised. One of those days, you know, back in, back in uh, school soccer, we was like, all right, we're just gonna have a day of running. Fuck training. For <laughs> you guys need to learn. <laughs> You're like fucking Coach Carter, that shit. It's like I cannot teach you the game of soccer until you <laughs> you had a condition that allows me to do so. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, uh, I can't wait for for this for this next Saturday coming up. I fully expect them to be more than motivated and just willing to. I'm ready. Just tear them apart. And, I'm and, ready. And, I, it's, and it's going to be one of those things that, like, you know what? Show no mercy. I, I think they, what happened this last week mm-hmm. the, on Thursday, I think it really, like you said, it's going to sit there and they're going to look at it. It was like, damn, we need to we need to do something about it. Because, like you said, they have the deeper team. They have the better players. Yeah. The thing is, they beat Like, honestly, they beat us on the offside trap. We kept trying to play the offside trap, and as soon as we touched the ball, it was like we were not ready for them to take off running. And then they would hit the ball, and bam, took off running. And we had it like fucking Wheelins over there, fucking running his ass off, trying to get to the fucking player right before he scored. He got, he almost got him, but he shot the ball and you know was able to was able to get it in. Uh, and then you have fucking Conto getting there. You have fucking Daryl running. Full speed trying to catch them because there was multiple breaks. Luckily, that most of those breaks were either the the foul or they were blocked before they got uh, to any more danger, mm-hmm. uh, dangerous positions. So I honestly feel like the, I'm just ready to see them come back and have a fire lit under their ass. Being that Rick said something that they saw something on film, being like this is we played like shit. And there's another person that I'm not super impressed with lately either. And I love this dude, but he's he hasn't been pulling his weight. And I think this is why he hasn't been starting in, in a while. Aginaga. I feel like Aginaga is more like he hasn't been. And like I said, these are all like for me, I feel like some people, <laughs> they're going to give me shit for it. 
But it's like, bro, like when you see them play and you're seeing, like, sure he he's he's playing, but like, I feel like he's doing one too many. And I remember we said this in the beginning of the year when la- uh, last year, it's like he's doing one too many. He's he's getting one too many. T- and then he started he started playing well because him and uh, Jose. Uh, uh, not Jose, uh, Bacaro started playing well together and started touching the ball, moving the ball, and getting into open space. And we had that streak going. But as soon as that streak ended and went back to like he he was, uh, he, either he was tired or he just wasn't playing in condition or, or something. And it, it it rolled over to this 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 year, and he doesn't seem like his his old self. He seems a little bit less chemistry with the other players i mean like he's out there running with with santi moore and john carroll yeah so for that one i'm also going to chalk it up to just the lack of playing time because he has not started a game yet especially since we've been back and uh you can you can practice all you want you can't simulate a game you no, know you so so until you get some actual like big minutes in a game mm-hmm. and he's not going to do that with you know the last 10 minutes of the game like in these last minute switches he's not going to be able to get that chemistry Especially if he's fresh, wanting to play fast with Bacero or with somebody else, and they're already tired, he's fresh. You you can't build chemistry like All that. All right, put it this way though: when you see these, the, when you sub, when you're subbing in the player, right? Where I just love these pauses that you give there because I'm it's thinking so about suspenseful. so like you, you you have like if you're subbing in for someone, like say you're subbing in. Bacaro, subbing out Bacaro, and you're putting in. Who would you choose? Would you choose Kalistri or would you choose Aguinaga? Because in my favor, I would choose Kalistri because every time I see Kalistri in there, motherfuckers pedal to the metal. Yeah. All game or all the 10 minutes he's in the fucking game. Imagine you give him 15 fucking minutes. Imagine giving him 20 minutes. Pedal to the metal, running, going after uh, balls and stuff. And then you see Jose go in. And like I said, he's a great talent. He's good with the ball in his foot. But then when it comes to his defense, it's like he runs maybe half a meter to catch up to you. And if you can't get him, he lets the next person in line. And I get it. Yeah, sure. It's easier to stay in position. Make sure that it doesn't get loose and you're out of position. But at the same time, it's like, bro, like you lost the ball. Fucking work for that bitch. Run okay. that shit back. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, I agree with that. And, um, and I would also put in Kalistri. I fucking love the way Kalistri plays. Like yeah. you said, just goes balls to the wall every single time he's on the field. Uh, around uh, Arizona Deportiva, he's known as El Talisman, the talisman, because he just goes in and he 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 is a game changer. Yes, like he doesn't always score, like he doesn't give that miraculous play, but just because he's on there, uh, other players see him giving everything he's got. It makes you want to try to give it more, even though you've been playing already eighty minutes. Uh-huh. Go ahead and empty the tank, just like he's doing right there. Yeah, so it, it 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 brings the other players to see that you know to keep going, keep pushing, keep running. You know, it, it makes. Everybody go through, and I, I think you know you see it with other people as well. I mean, like you see Junior Fleming's running even after he's tired. You see Santi Moore running the whole game. Mm-hmm. You see, and you see Conto, Conto, and, and and King running the whole game. So it kind of has makes it pushes you to have to work a little bit harder, do a little bit more. Right. So by all that, it's just. Yeah, but with the with uh, Aguinaga, like I'm just I'm still gonna chalk it up to like that until I see him play some real minutes and see what he can do on the field, because we've seen it before. We know what he can do, and maybe he's just not there yet. Let's give it this week, maybe a couple weeks, and see see what he does with the real minutes. Now up here we do have the standings for Group B. Uh, so right now, I mean, 
yeah, you see Phoenix Rising there at the top, but it just doesn't feel like we're dominating. Like, we're used to dominating. We're used to being that team that just runs up the score on people. Uh, right now, we're tied with uh, San Diego Loyal. Both of them, two wins and a draw, seven points. We're uh, by goal difference. Galaxy third, Orange County fourth. They have not had a win yet. They held us to a draw. They have not had a win. And Las Vegas, who's, I don't know why they're in the fucking league. <laughs> I, I just, they've only played one game so far. Yeah. So. <laughs> you know what I'm surprised in? Go up real quick. In Group C. No, no, sorry, Group C. That's where I'm surprised. And I'm happy, too. Because <laughs> fuck New Mexico. <laughs> yep. Lost, win, draw. Not just fuck New Mexico, but fucking Monarchs are at the <laughs> at the end. So fuck both of them. <laughs> so they're doing well. Well, Monarchs, we know they they can't. They're used to their uh, the ringers. The ringers. So they haven't had a victory yet. But uh, if you if you look at that, the sad thing is that 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 group is also not it's not the strongest strong. group. So I mean, because if you have the head leader, which is El Paso, nothing against El Paso, but if you have the head leader. Draw, win, draw, and they're number one. It, it kind of shows where they fall. So goal difference, they got one, one. And the then switchbacks in New Mexico, they're even. They're even, literally even in in games. Like it's like they played each other. Like <laughs> it's just it, it, yeah. So so it's it's not very strong. It's you're gonna see this flip flop a lot right, right up to the end. It might make for some exciting games in the fa- last couple weeks of the regular season. Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, not very strong. Uh, other other group leaders, you got OKC Energy also with four points. That was pretty interesting. I like that one. I think it, it kind of threw me off because I think we both said San Antonio was going to be up there with Austin, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and I think we put KC, OKC, like in second to last or third. I think we we put it that way. But anyways. All the way to the top. I want to see who's... And then uh, group, group A is... Uh, this is where I'm the shocked. The defiance. But this is, again, uh, very uneven in games played for, for Tacoma, Reno, Sacramento, and Portland. Portland's not having a good season. <laughs> it's just... They're not. They've lost both of their games. One to us, of course. <laughs> Negative eight. <laughs> Golden franchise. Uh, Sacramento, I mean, that's a little bit shocking, but you know, it's early on, they've only played two games. Reno only has one game, one win, so I mean, they only have one game in their second place, exactly. <laughs> and Tacoma has four games, which I don't even know how they played four games already, but they got two losses, a draw, and a win. Well, Tacoma was one of those games that played two before we stopped playing, but yeah, but so did so did San Diego, but they're only three games. So I don't know. All I know is that if we keep playing the way we're playing, we're not going to do much, especially if uh, San Diego keeps winning. And I don't care about the other groups because they're from the other. Well, you you thought I was crazy. I said San Diego was going to come out there and uh, surprise some people. We'll we'll see how much they keep they keep going right there. They're the they're the they're the new girl at the party, you know. They're you know getting looks, getting attention, you know, newcomer. New Mexico of last year, pretty much. Like it's there's no better way to put it. There's. At least these fuckers aren't as fucking cocky as those fucking assholes. Have you been on their social media? I don't follow their social they media. They are they they are the same way and everything. And are they? Well, they haven't pissed me off yet. So <laughs> once they piss me off, then I'll, I'll talk the same about San Diego. Plus, they're in California, so I mean, it's California. <laughs> California gives a shit about California. But whatever. All know. right. 
Well, we're going to go ahead and take a, take a quick break, Lucio. And uh, when we come back, let's go ahead and talk that Euro game. And I know that you got some opinions about some stuff coming up. We got some celebrations to happen, Lucio. Yeah. Come on, Lucio. Cheer up. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll see you on the other side of the break here on Sticks and Cakes. What are we celebrating? We are celebrating a new trophy for the Spanish capital. Uh, who's that again? Who? And this is how the country celebrates. The country doesn't celebrate this. This is their people. This is not their people. Don't speak for the Catalonians. That is so beautiful. Such That's a beautiful song. And welcome back to Sticks and Kicks. Just like we had our little mini celebration for Liverpool. It's, it's only right that we have the same thing for the newly crowned Spanish champions. Real Madrid do, did it with their victory this past week. I just week. think, though, that people actually care about the English league. Not so much the Spanish league, let alone Madrid. Well, we have, we have our champions. Okay. The 34th title. And uh, I believe Lucio is their their first one without post Cristiano Ronaldo. Sure. So. <laughs> sure. No, it is. Uh, but like I said, nobody cares. You got to join in here. You can't say nobody cares because you obviously care. I don't care. You are a fan but, of. So I, I I like Barcelona. I think Barcelona is uh, a more superior team over uh, Real Madrid, especially because since Real Madrid. Um, they didn't. They won. How would I put it? In the time that Messi has been playing for Barcelona, they've won more titles than Real Madrid has. Now, has Real Madrid won a lot in the last few years? Absolutely. They've won. They've won like two trebles in a row. I think if I remember correctly, or they've won the Champions and the. And the league. No, what they did is that they did. They won the Champions League three, three years in a row. row. Okay. And and so I think the 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 thing is when they were winning the Champions League, they were losing the league. Yeah. Uh, this has been now. You know, they they lost the league. They lost the Champions League. I don't think they're really in it right now. I think they might still. They're, be. They're, they 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 got to face uh, Manchester City. So uh, be terrible. It's it's uh 
matchup. For Manchester them. City, they're, they're up two to one on aggregate right now. They're I think in August is when they're going to start up again with the Champions League. So Madrid have to uh, overcome that two one deficit in order to still try to move on, uh, try to get their. Um, so at the end of the day, double. we're going to see what they do. Um, but yeah, they won the league, and I mean it, it, this league is not as exciting as other leagues, and the reason why is because. You only have literally two competitors, maybe three with uh, Atletico. But other than that, it's always Real and always Barca. It's always the two. You can guarantee one of those two. You can flip a coin and you'll be right half the time. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things that is not as exciting as to where the league in and it's a little bit more exciting. I have to say, you're really bringing down the energy of the show, Lucio. Because you just wanted to talk about something just... Nobody yeah, I want to talk about because this is a <laughs> championship week almost pretty much. And so we, we do have a new champion. What do you, what do you, and you, in the, that, do you want me to be excited? Yes, Why? I do want you to be excited because this is the close of another chapter right here. And um, we look forward to seeing what's going to happen again next year. Now then, with with this new crown, uh, Madrid is, uh, you know, again, the top team in, in Spain in La Liga. And now all eyes turn to one man who is... Obviously very unhappy right now, and that's Messi. He is very unhappy with Barcelona, and uh, there's always rumors every year that when he, where is he going to go if he leaves, blah, blah, blah. But now this year, more than ever, it's begun to show on the field. It's begun to show with his uh, questions to interviews, with his actual like defiance of his coach. Like He doesn't want even want to listen to him during the games or during water breaks where the coach is trying to talk to him. Messi is very unhappy at Barcelona. He's not Do you unhappy. Think this He's is unhappy the with the coaches. I think he just doesn't feel like the coaches that he has are putting them in a position to succeed. Um, I think because they have the talent. I mean, the fucking squad is stacked. You got one of the best number nines in the world with Luis Suarez. You have Dembele, Griezmann. You have some great forward attack. Like this, like I've said, Messi needs to learn to take a backseat and play an attacking midfield position to give room for the other people coming. You want to win, take a back seat. You know who took back seats? Iniesta, Xavi. They took back seats to when you came in because Iniesta was on the roll to go up. And then you came into the picture, and Messi came into the picture, and he's like, you know what? We'll win more, more games if I distribute the ball to him. You're no longer the goal scorer. You're no longer the big threat anymore. You're no longer the guy that everyone fears like they did ten, like six years ago. He's unhappy with the coaching staff. Is he unhappy with Barcelona? I don't think he'll ever leave Barcelona. I think he'll retire in Barcelona because I think he understands that if he, he where would he go? Well, I mean, it could speculation. Why? speculation. Why would he go all around? What is the speculation that you what is the speculation that you get? What What is the, the thing that people talk about the most when it comes to Messi leaving? Besides where he's going to go. If he can play with another team. Right? Yeah. Do you honestly think he can walk into another team and still be successful? He's well, not Cristiano Ronaldo. That's, 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 that's up to him. him. That's up to him. And that's what we want to find out as But fans. the thing is, why would he leave a company or why would he leave a, a, a team where he has such a, a big influence on what happens on the team and who's on the team? The players he's playing with, bro... They're some of the best players in the world, if not the best players in the world. I'm sitting there looking at that squad. It's like, why are you losing? How are you losing right now? 
Yep. But they're losing. You have one of the best goal pe- goalkeepers in the world. You, the, the, maybe the defense isn't as strong as it could be. Maybe they need to focus a bit more on their defense. But your midfields are stacked. You have like four midfielders that can take in place anytime and be still successful. Yep. Then you got a forward squad where you... I just don't get it. I don't know where they're losing. And I think he's in the same boat. What is going on? But yet, there's no answers. But why would he leave a team where he has so much more say and go to another team, move up his family where he's comfortable in Barcelona because he lives in a very private area where you can't just go into his neighborhood. This is why the, you don't get pictures of Messi like going doing stuff because he's a very private person. Do you think you're going to get that same privacy in in Italy? Do you going to get that same privacy in France or England? First of all, you have the money to buy whatever privacy he wants. No. The, you know the place where he lives at? You know where he lives? Legally, by law, no airplanes can fly over that area. Commercial airplanes literally have to, and not just like his house, like the, the specific area where they're at. The airplanes have to detour around it because they're not allowed to fly over that specific one. You can't buy that. That that's the law. That has to be implemented. That was implemented before he was even there. There's not a lot of places like that in in, in other countries. So Messi, he, one, he's not gonna leave. He might he might be disgruntled right, right now. But I, I, think I, he, I don't think. Well, he might find some place where he can be gruntled. No, he won't leave. <laughs> it, I'm not even saying this because I'm being prideful. I'm saying this because it's just a logical thing. He won't leave. You're getting paid millions of dollars to do something. The only way he will leave, only way he will leave, if they don't renew his contract, if they don't want to continue. Well, he's there. the one that stopped the negotiations. Huh? He stopped the negotiations. Because, and that's what I'm saying, you can stop, but the thing is you can stop it, but it's, it's, it's just a tactic to get them to listen to what he has to say, look at demands that he's asking for, trying to get people to get fired or get let go. And you know he has that kind of pull in that No, he's team. been doing that for years, of course. So, like so this is probably what saying. Like, look, I can leave. Take it. If he leaves, op- opens up a whole new realm of having players pulled in there. You can finally play Griezmann, Suarez, and Dembele at the same time. Yeah, like I, it, it, it's going to open up a whole thing. It's just same same thing. When Ronaldo left Madrid, it opened up that post-Ronaldo era. And every team goes through that. When they have a star player, any team, any sport, Eventually, they're going to leave, whether it be by retirement, whether it be by going to another team. If and I were Messi, I'd retire now. Well, you know, that's that's also a choice. We What is he, 33? 30, he's, yeah, 33. He's got, uh, what, maybe three years left in him? Well, he's no Cristiano Ronaldo, I'll tell you that much. So, I mean, that, that that's what I'm saying, like maybe three years? No, of, like two uh, years. Like, he's already on the decline. You can already see the difference between... No, yeah, he's, he's been like that, but I'm saying that he can still... Like, Messi on the decline is still better than most players in the world. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. He can still play top-level football, maybe not as a starter in Barcelona. But, like, but like just, yeah. just throwing something out there right now, why not be a tactical piece with the favorite coach he's ever had, Pep Guardiola, with an equally stacked Manchester City? They got the money to do it. He they got, start you know, there. well, he, he, that's what I'm saying. He's not, maybe he's not going to be looking to start. Like you said, he's on the decline. But why would he, like, first of all, you don't go as a player unless you completely know you're trash and not start. And you, and why would a team, why would Pep 
in his right mind, especially after losing uh, the league and almost being completely suspended from from the Champions League, why would he even risk trying to get Messi and potentially having it not go well? Because Messi might not get along with, um, I don't know, let's say uh, De Bruyne or Silvia or Silva. You know, what what if he doesn't get along? Like he he's he's fine with Aguero. Well, obviously. What if he doesn't get along with Sterling? I mean, these are things that just how good of a person is Messi? Like but, not like forget player, like just that, as a as a person. Like if if you have coworkers, you have to work with coworkers. Messi is not a team. But Messi is a Messi is was is at a point he's considered such a great player. But the thing is, it's yes, how great of a person, how good of a person is he? But that's the reason why he won't leave Barcelona. Because if he gets what he wants in Barcelona, why would he why would he risk not being able to get what he wants in Man City? Well, what he's wanted in Barcelona for a while is to get Neymar back. Yeah, but that's not his fault. That's the, the Neymar left. Neymar left because he wanted to be outshadowed. Neymar and he wanted to win a champions by himself. He realized he can't do that. Neymar could go back. Or he can go to France. He can go to France, but he doesn't play well with Icardi. So I'm like... <laughs> you mean Italy? No, Icardi. Icardi ne- Neymar is in France. That's what I'm saying. And Icardi is in France. Yeah, okay. So For what team? For PSG. That's what I'm saying. That's where he's at. Like We're talking about Neymar moving, right? No, I'm talking about... Yes, but I'm saying that he could move. If, if Messi were to move, he could move to, to, to PSG. Oh, Messi could move to yes, PSG. He yeah. could move to PSG, but he do, he doesn't work well with with uh, with the Cardi because they've already had their issues in Argentina. So now you got to you got to put this into perspective. How and what God forsaken fucking reason will Barcelona cough up the checkbook to get Neymar when you have Griezmann? You technically still have fucking Coutinho on a loan. You have Dembele, then you have fucking uh, that new kid that her, that hurdle guy I was telling you about from uh, from uh, uh, PSV, uh, Ajax from Ajax mm-hmm. that came in. It's like you have all these young players. You have these good. The short answer for that because Messi said so. Well, we'll see. That's that's we'll see that's what, what this, it is because we we'll like see what this offseason brings for them. No, and we're, it's going to be very exciting because it, you got to look at it from both ways for the Barcelona front office too because. It could be, like you said, it could be just a tactic. You know, Messi's not going anywhere. You know, he wants to retire here. And you can kind of play it out and see if you can find a compromise. But if you don't do what Messi says, and at the end of next year, he can walk. And you lose him for absolutely nothing. Free transfer. Do you think that's what... How how does that make you look at that? If if that were to happen, as an owner of Barca, I'd fire the whole front, front office. You're all gone. You let a five what what is it five or six time Ballon d'Or? Uh, I want to say I think he six. think he has six, five time, uh, six time Ballon d'Or winner. He just secured his seventh Pichichi. You let one of the greatest players in history leave on a free transfer. You're all fired. Every single one of you, pack your bags and get out of here. Well, then it's also then at that point it's also the owner's fault for not being more involved in this whole situation. Because sure, it's front desk, but Messi doesn't have doesn't talk to front desk. He talks to the top guys. 
So if they leave, if he leaves, he's most likely he's going to get what he wants. I don't know about Neymar. Because like I said, there's just so many things. And I think they're going to be like, look, dude, you got to work with what you. Yeah. It, it, if, so you and me, it makes sense. But Messi wants what Messi wants. Yeah. Messi, like, and for, for, for those of you that, that aren't uh, familiar with my thoughts on Messi, Messi is a fucking diva. He won't openly show it. He won't. He, he'll, he'll do like the whole fake humble thing. But I don't he's, think he's, he's a, fake humble. He's, he's a humble fucking he diva. Just, like I, I want my way, and I want the way things. I want the show to run the way I want it to run. And you saw it from every single player he's ever played with that has just been going off and off and off. Uh, how many number nines did they get through until they, he finally got along with Suarez? Well, to be fair, Ibrahimovic didn't get along with Pep, so it wasn't Messi's fault they, per se. Uh, I don't think he even blames Messi. He just Ibrahimovic just didn't get along with, and Pep. the rest of them. Same thing with Itu. Itu didn't get along with Pep. Itu and Pep have had the worst falling out. He's Itu has per, Samuel Itu has publicly shown his disdain for Guardiola and called him. The, he's a terrible manager. Says he's a war. He's terrible manager. Doesn't he like sends other players to come talk to me and say like, no? He wants to be a man. He comes talks to me and he apologizes. If he's not gonna do that, I don't want to talk to him. Because if he's not going to be a man and talk to me and send you guys, like, no, he has to talk to me. He's the manager. No, I mean, and Pep so is in the same in the same boat with Messi, in, in my opinion. They're they're both, like, you know, I uh, think highly of themselves, to, to put it lightly. And But the thing is, Messi has the accolades to think super highly of himself. And, and, and Pep has... Oh, they both do. Like, no, they, Pep has... He, he has had the luxury... Yeah, and we've talked about this. ...of being able to, yeah. to go into teams... And just have monster teams and win that are, that have that's, already, that, already built already I guess everything. You can say accolades, but you're no Mourinho building teams from the bottom. Yeah, I swear to God, if Tottenham next year fucking comes in anywhere above fifth place, above fourth place, say they get into second place, it's not going to be Liverpool, but get into second place, bro. He has risen that team from sixth position. Pep, uh, Mourinho gets so much, he gets so shitted on, and I used to hate Mourinho too. Then I started looking into Mourinho and started seeing the story. Mourinho's such a great coach. Yeah. He's such a- Look at his history with Inter, with fucking uh, Chelsea, with- Chelsea, uh, exactly. And not just that, look at his 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 relationship with the players. Players love him. Ibrahimovic, yep. being one of the most stubborn players, loves this guy. Yep. Him and Mourinho, him and Mancini, they have great relationships. They have great- Him and uh, uh, Ancelotti- I mean, like, Fuck Ancelotti. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> I hate Ancelotti. You know, so it's just one of those things. Like he, he, but the thing he gets shit on because he doesn't, he hasn't had the la- the accolades in the last few, in the last few years like Pep has, you know. But because Pep has stepped into a team that doesn't need rebuilding, yeah, he's he's been in the greatest position. He has he has had the most privileged life as a coach as a coach. Uh, yeah, ab- absolutely, down. and um, hands down, he, he's he's <laughs> the reason why Klopp is so so more liked and so much success is because Liverpool was not a contender. Yeah, they were a good ago. team. They weren't a powerhouse. Eight years ago, they had lost their powerhouse title in like the early two thousands, right? They no, in like two thousand five after they won, they, they, the they Champions won the League. Champions in two thousand five. And then after that, they kind of like they weren't seen as something strong anymore. They were seen as a as a legendary team that's been around for years and that has you one know of the what? most. They're, they they were seen as I believe what Manchester United is today. 
Yes. Because Manchester United, you you know their legacy. You know what Sir Alex, Sir Ferguson, Alex Ferguson did. Ferguson. You know everything. But after Sir Alex left, um, you don't. I don't. You don't fear Manchester United. Yeah. Like it's oh, it's an important game. It's the same thing when Benitez left. You didn't, you didn't, like Liverpool was just oh, okay. You know. So that that's that's I think where but Klopp came in and started making moves, taking chances, getting players where Pep doesn't do that. Pep comes in, has a massive squad. And then he gives off players because he doesn't like them or he doesn't, they don't want to listen to him and where he wants them to play and how he, his scheme, which is understandable. But he that trades a player that was like, what the fuck did you just do? You just trade one, but yeah. then picks up another fucking massive player. You know who just left Sane? Did you see that? Yeah. Isn't he? Um, Leroy Sane went to man uh, for not man. Uh, didn't he go to Chelsea? No, he went to that club in, 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 in Germany that wins all the time. Bayern. He's in Bayern. Who am I thinking of? Who's playing? Yeah, I'll look into it. Whatever, continue. You were signing the guy with the big. You know, yeah, I know, because because I'm thinking of somebody else. But but uh, yeah. Uh, Went to Bayern Munich because he just wasn't happy with Pep. Pep is not a fucking good player coach, but he does. It doesn't matter because he gets results. Yelling at his players, being rude. You know who else doesn't like him? Aguero. But he puts up with this shit because they win. Yeah, like you, you, we've all had that boss that you know you you just can't do anything about. I'm here, I work for you. Fuck it, we'll do it your way and get results. And you just don't get along, but you're professional about it. The difference between Aguero and Messi is that Messi doesn't throw these little contract tant- tantrums. He just shows up, does his work, and you know Aguero? keeps going. Yeah. yeah well. First of all, Guetta doesn't throw those. One, he's younger than Messi. Two, he, he has a great fucking deal with Man City because Man City can cough up money like fucking no one's business. Yeah, they can. <laughs> you know, and Barcelona never haven't been a powerhouse in the last ten years. Haven't really been anything in the last ten years. Almost, they haven't done much since like 2013. Yeah. So, so all the all the speculation that I'm bringing up is. Um, as a Manchester City fan, not because I want Messi there. I just think it makes sense if he were to leave. Uh, I I wouldn't want him there. And if we could just get rid of Pep altogether, like have Pep meet up with Messi at some other team, you know, let's send them all to PSG. Let's go over there. <laughs> they can all link up with Neymar. They can have their little reunion and dominate France's league for the next 50 years. Pep still needs to dominate two more countries to say he's dominated the big five. He needs to go to he's France. Got, he's got he Spain. To go to Italy. He's got England and Germany. Germany. Why does he go? You know why he doesn't go to a team like Milan? First of all, he wouldn't go to Milan because Ibrahimovic is there. So they <laughs> even fucking Ibrahimovic would lose his shit. Uh, he'd probably go to like somewhere like Inter if he went to Italy or Napoli or or Lazio, one of those or Juventus. He could he probably go to Juventus. Juventus is uh, fucking Ronaldo's there. What a fucking great thing to be coaching Ronaldo, and and it's right in his fucking wheelhouse. Just go in there for his uh for who's who's the best team? What? Okay, I'll coach you guys. I'll coach you guys, and then finish off his career in fucking PSG or whoever the fucks on top of that year. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he can he he can get the PSG job, never fucking show up to work, and just like and still win. Yeah. Basically what he, he did texts in Germany. Them the, like, uh, Basically here, what he here, did in Germany. Here's the here's the starting starting line. Like text them, you're starting or whatever. Like not even show up to the fucking bench. That's what he did in Germany. Jesus, how he did it over there. But I don't know. I I, I think you know. Congratulations to Ramajit Sure, you know, like they've 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 earned it. They worked hard for it. 
Uh, I'm not a particularly big fan of Real Madrid, but you know, I can I can respect the fact that they won, and I can respect the fact that they probably put in the, the work for it. Obviously, since they're on top, um, but Messi it needs to either grow up and understand that you're either going to retire in Barcelona, or if you move, quit fucking around and move. Quit fucking around and announce that. I swear to God, my biggest pet peeve, and you know what it is, it's when fucking players wait to the last fucking minute to leave. Did Cristiano Ronaldo do? Did Cristiano Ronaldo's never done that. This is why I do not hate Cristiano Ronaldo. I hate Cristiano Ronaldo for other reasons. I think he's a cocky little prick, but he's a great, he's a great person outside of soccer. He's a cocky little prick and he's a little crybaby at times. But he's he's a great fucking player. Don't take away his skill. He's an amazing player. Works hard and he's and but he's well. He he does so much for the community. Does so much for people outside of it. I I only hate him in the sense of soccer basis. But he doesn't fuck with you. He tells you he's not gonna stay. He's like, hey, I'm leaving Man- Man- Manchester. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm leaving Bar. I'm leaving uh, Real Madrid. He tells you right away. Messi needs to quit fucking around and be playing these fucking games. I'll be like, hey, dude, I'm gone. Yeah, it's it's done. I'm done. And you know why? My biggest pet peeve is when players do this shit. That's why I don't like LeBron. That's why I don't like certain players that do this ridiculous thing about sitting around waiting to the last fucking minute to the last possible second right before everyone's hopes up of you like, yeah, he's going to stay. He's going to stay. Then he gets fucking traded or he fucking leaves. Those are the things that bother me because it's like you have no respect for the fans that are that have supported you for decades. But and yet you fucking pull this shit and you just fucking leave. You know why there was no burning of Tom Brady's jerseys and all that shit? Because Tom Brady left as soon as he knew he was he was going to leave. He's like, I'm not coming back. Nobody burned his jersey. My girlfriend didn't burn his, her jersey. Nobody burned his jersey. Why? Because he did it respectfully. Cristiano Ronaldo, the same reason. Why does nobody burn his jerseys? Because he left with class. He left like you're supposed to leave as a fucking professional. You know why people burn the shit out of the fucking LeBron's jerseys? Because of why? Because he fucking left like a fucking dick. This, if Messi's going to leave, leave. If you're not, quit fucking around. Take a fucking contract. Quit being a little girl. Understand that you don't fucking run the team and fucking play soccer. Whoa, 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 whoa. Where did that come from? What do girls have to do with contracts? What did I say? <laughs> that was a joke about the whole political correctness of all the blah, blah, blah. Oh, dude, the whatever. Fact dude, that I just that. had to just laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank, thank you. I appreciate that. I do that. But where is that? There it is. You know, I, you, I, this is impressive because these are not labeled, and I'm able to like hit them right so, every time. All I know <laughs> is that. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, last, last bit of information. I mean, you did touch on this. Is that we will be seeing Manchester City in the Champions League? The band was uh, lifted. No punishment for them, and the fine went from thirty million to ten million. Which for Manchester City, they fucking throw ten million away like nothing. So it means absolutely nothing to them. So now, this being said, and I know you said it earlier or uh, a few podcasts before, that since they didn't get punished, if the next person gets caught, do do they deserve to be let go as well? Because no. I, I remember that yes. you had said that if if it, it, it if like Man City gets punished, mm-hmm. then everyone needs to get punished after that. Yes. So that being said, if it happens to like Barcelona or Real Madrid or Liverpool or PSG, should they 
get punished. Yes. And here's the reason. Because uh, I read a little bit about this, uh, about their findings and everything that went on. Uh, and it turns out uh, that somewhere in the time period where they were being investigated, that the rules were still kind of being established, still being finalized, that it wasn't actual like set in stone yet. So that's kind of like murky waters right there. And then, of course, nowadays, everything is set in stone. Everything is finalized. This is like, you know, years later. And uh, so if it would happen today, then, of course, it, it's everyone knows the rules. And especially after it came out right now that uh, they were so close to being punished like this and they got let off pretty much on a technicality. Um, I think other teams should still take heed. Like, hey, these guys aren't fucking around. These guys got lucky that they got they got off because, like I said, the rules were not finalized during the time that they were being investigated. But now if you if you go ahead and if you investigate a team from like say um, two years ago doing something like that, they can't pull the same card. Like uh, the, the reason I said that all teams should punish after that just to keep it fair, to keep it consistent. But if a team gets caught doing the similar things that, well, Manchester City got, got, got uh, let go. Well, when they did it, it wasn't illegal technically. When they did it now it is and you know it was okay so yes you are gonna get punished so i know it might sound as biased because like all right my team got off but any other team that does it forward <laughs> yes I, I, I guess how that sounds but that that was my explanation but even if it were to happen to your team again if it were to happen yeah by all means punish because first of all if you got caught doing something <laughs> once you got away with it why the fuck would you do the same exact thing again like dude at least do at least break another law or like get caught in a different way or something you know but throw some originality into it like you get caught the same way doing the same thing for the same fuck. god man like you you deserve it you know give them five years god damn it <laughs> they earned their they the, earned their yes they you know what five year and, and i'm the one and yes i will vote for that yeah get, get him out of there fire the coach and everything <laughs> fire pep fire pep <laughs> But uh, no, I, I I think it's the same thing. Uh, I think that there, I think that there's a lot of rules in soccer. I mean, like, and and, and I'm gonna admit it today just because I feel like it's been so long. But the whole Neymar Barcelona thing, in the same position yeah. where it was like a technicality mm-hmm. saved them, and it was just kind of one of those things like because these stupid technicalities are getting players or they're 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 able to get bypass certain things. I feel like it's just it shouldn't be a thing. I think that they should get punished. I think that we really need to start cracking down hard on these teams breaking the law or breaking the rules and stuff like that because in some way it does take from the smaller teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could potentially get some players to up their status in the league. I mean, Barcelona and Real Madrid, such powerhouses in Spain. Who's reached that level since? Sevilla is not there anymore. Valencia is not there. Villarreal is not there. Atletico's closed. But other than those five that I mentioned, but because they they also have like deep pockets, not as deep as the other ones, but they can still throw money. around. Yeah, they can throw money around because they just happen to be in the same fucking city as fucking Real Madrid is. Yeah. Um, to your to your point about that, I think that every time a team breaks the rules, then they get let let off on a technicality. Then the rules change to eliminate that technicality. Yeah. And we've seen it not just in in the world of sports, but just in general laws in every country. Lawyers are trained to find loopholes. That is how they make their money. And the best lawyers come up with the best bullshit to get their clients <laughs> off the hook. Like that's how rich, rich lawyers are. You never see a good like a quote Public unquote defender. good guy. 
a lawyer that follows the rules. You never see a rich one of those. They're always the ones that ride in those same bus that they advertise on. Because uh, they you don't see a rich public defender. Exactly. So because you, you follow the rules like, you know, the, the best lawyers in the world are the ones that find a way to break the rules legally. And every time that a big client gets off on a technicality, the laws change to get rid of that technicality. And it makes it harder for lawyers. That's why they make so much money. So, of course, the windows get smaller and smaller where they can slither through. But it's always going to happen. Um, maybe someday in the future, all technicalities will be gone. Maybe. We'll see. But that's how they make their money, you know. And, that, and of course, uh, soccer teams at the highest level in Europe, they can throw infinite amount of money for lawyers just like they do for their players that they buy. So... Oh no! I feel it's it's the same thing. It's it's one of those things that uh yeah, we just gotta keep uh, they gotta keep trying their best to shut these loopholes down and make it easier, make it more fair for the the smaller teams that could potentially bid for some of those players as well. So that's pretty much it for me. Uh yeah, so I had that with Manchester. I think that's all that I had also. With the with the whole Champions League thing, of course, uh, I think uh, I think the Copa del Rey is still playing. I think Barcelona have a chance to salvage a trophy from there. I don't think they're winning the Champions League. I mean, they they could, but who knows? Uh, with with the way things are, like, can you imagine a trophyless season for Barcelona? When was the last time that happened? Yes, I can see it. Like that that would that would be absolutely crazy. <laughs> It'll be a reality check for some of these big teams. Barcelona, same thing with Man City. Man City lose. I mean, to be fair, Man City's lost without make, getting a trophy before as well, but without winning a trophy. Oh, you know year. what? I did have one more thing here in my notes that I wanted to ask you as a Liverpool fan. Okay. Because we did talk about how Liverpool, like, they won the Champions League last year. Mm-hmm. They won the league this year, and they, like, this might be the beginning of a dynasty. Okay. I want to get your thoughts on my opinion here is that I don't think you can finally call that a dynasty until they win a second it, trophy. It, no, it win it all in one year. Like win a like treble, a win a treble or you know, at least two of the three I mean, in in so the same year because here's the thing though, every every league has a champion. Yeah. Like right now Real Madrid is the champion, but they're not considered the best in Europe because obviously there's other teams that are that that look stronger on paper that maybe played better. And you said the Spanish league is not the, the most competitive. But every league has to have a champion. Real Madrid is that champion. If they were to win the, the, the La Liga and the Champions League, then, of course, they're considered higher up. Mm-hmm. Liverpool's won these past two trophies, but in two separate years. So they won one a year. Yeah. So I don't think you can actually call it a legacy until they win two. Like, what are your thoughts on that? So, I mean, I, I, in some way, I do I do understand what you're saying. Um for me personally, seeing, it, I feel it's like it's a, it's a beginning. So I feel like okay. Klopp started this, getting the right players, starting move, put, putting the pieces, and moving the pieces in what he needed to be. And you started noticing that Liverpool started becoming more a uh, stronger team, a team to mark on your schedule. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, we need to worry about Liverpool now. And then as the years gone by. When we won the Champions League, we were one point behind Man City. Yes, right. They were very close. So we were very close. Now take it. We still didn't lose. We just we didn't win. You know, a win is a win, no matter if you win by an inch or a mile. One of my favorite quotes by Vin Diesel in uh, 
<laughs> Fast and Furious. But it's true. Best movie in the franchise. And it's true because it doesn't matter how you win, how much you win by. doesn't matter if you win by uh, the technicality of something as silly as like... Uh, Goal difference. You yeah, know. whatever you want. Yeah. Now, I feel like this is the starting part of a dynasty. Okay. It's at the beginning. Because even Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah, he won a trophy. Then he won another trophy. Then he won both trophies. So I feel like it's, it, it starts off... By winning and getting the confidence up on the team and the players and getting them to understand this is a competitive team. We can trade you. We can move you. We can get new players if we need to. We're winning now. We have the money to get another player if you don't want to, if you don't perform, if you don't do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Now take it. Mane, Salah, uh, Bobby, you know, some, a lot of players we have, they're performing at, at a top level. I mean, take it for for. For example, they, they've they've tied and then they lost against Man City, which was unfortunate, but they did. Terrible loss that they had. Steamroller. And was. so it was one of those <laughs> things that I feel like once they won the trophy, they didn't need to beat Man City anymore. They kind of just like, ah, let off the gas, you know, which sucks. Oh, let, let, let Klopp know that. He got mad at the reporters for saying that. that but yeah, but he can't, he can't deny it. Oh, no. Like, I, I, I he got agree. mad because he probably understood that it is true. Yeah. And he doesn't want to make his players look like they just let off the gas. But the thing is, in all reality, they probably did let off the gas. And it's just it's a normal thing to do. You win and you're 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 not you're not no longer competing. It's just like why do you need to play hard? Why risk injury? Mm-hmm. Things like that. Yeah. So especially against a very strong team. Now, but because of that, they did lose out on a hundred point season. Yes. So they they couldn't they couldn't break that record. They couldn't reach other accolades. Like this is what I'm saying. Like other accolades yes. that make them a legendary team. Yes. And uh, so, but so at this point, my thing is, I'm just looking forward to getting them another prem, and yes, another Champions League. And hopefully next year we get them into winning both. Maybe one again. Maybe win another prem. You know, because once we win another prem, we're tied with with uh, with Manu in trophies. And then once we beat them, once we get another one after that, we need two more to pass Manu. Yeah, but I mean that—that's like but that's history. The, that's history as as a, as a club as an that organization. We put Liverpool as one of the best teams, if not the best team in England again. Yeah, which will raise a status. Now that's that being said, they do still need to beat the Champions League to show that they are top. They are the top team in Europe again. Now the other thing is the FA Cup is the most. Not prestige, but the longest reigning cup in England. Yes. The problem that I have with the FA Cup, just like with the Copa del Rey, just with like uh, the France one and the Germany one and Italy one. Is that the little clubs can sneak up on you? The little clubs can sneak up on you because the little clubs have more to gain than they do to lose. Mm-hmm. They're not expected to, to win, so they have more to win than to lose. Like if they lose, yeah, it's they, expected. They they can they can go all out, and they are like, in my opinion, they can they are willing to sacrifice exactly. a like a week of their own league, like whether it be the Champions League, the, the championship, or like League One or what, uh, like uh, whatever lower division they play in. Sure, they'll sacrifice that weekend game and play all their starters all out for this FA Cup because they're it's, gonna get more exposure. And it's also, more prestige league and prestige trophy in England. Yeah, and and uh, and so. 
Whereas if you look at it the other way, a team like Liverpool, like Manchester City, like uh, Chelsea is going like, all right, we're going to use this FA game to rest our players and play. And some you more. see it all the time, and yet they because sneak up put, on you, you and put in the you put in your younger players, mm-hmm. you put in your players that aren't as as well rounded playing playing on the pitch uh, on game day as starters, and then like you said, the other teams are going all out, playing their best players, going hard. To beat Liverpool or to beat Man City or Man United, you know, um, Chelsea, these big teams. And this is why you see, like, big, you see small clubs making it to third, third you know, to, like... Round the, after round, round after round. Round after round, making it to the bracket, <laughs> you, making you, it to you, semifinals. You see, like, you see the quarterfinals on, like, Chelsea, Manchester, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, who the fuck is this guy? Leeds, Cardiff, you know, these, these teams that just, like, you said... Uh, by like, the way, congrats to Leeds. Yeah. Like, they... they Moving on up again, uh, I always think of the the you seen the meme where the the three headed dragons are like tough dragon, tough dragon, like a goofy dragon at the end. Yeah, and it's 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 it's, it's the reality is though that those teams lose because they lose against the bigger teams because of the fact that when they play like when they get further along in the in the in the tournament they. Because once you get to the final, like the big, like the the last like bracket kind mm-hmm. of things, then you start seeing the big clubs put in their starters. You see them start their bigger, yeah. bigger players and stuff like that. Because now it's important. And, and how does that and feel I, as as a substitute? Like it's it's shitty because you earned that spot. You earned that spot. You're the one that played hard the whole time to get them to this position. Yeah. And then now because we're in the semifinals, you're gonna play the starting lineup like yeah. normal. <laughs> so like yo what the fuck so you basically broke your back to make the starters just look good yep for the last couple games <laughs> and then it's always funny because then they lose all like you god damn it <laughs> so it, it, it for me it's one of those things that the FA Cup does need to be won I think we need to take it a little bit more seriously I do believe that the young players deserve to play it just sucks that we're sacrificing um we're, 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 we do it the way we they, the big teams do it the way they do it alright my last question to you is, um, we, what, well, my question is, what are your thoughts on this? We're not going to, me, and well, my opinion, I'm not going to consider this Klopp team legendary until they win a treble. And in terms of legendary, I mean all time, because, you know, you got your eras where, Teams just dominate for like five years and there's like all time greats. Bill Shankly, Bob Paisley. So until so until that until Liverpool win a treble, I won't consider them an an all time great team. And I believe it because put it this way: Do you think Benitez, the Benitez reign was a legendary one? No, but he won. Yeah, he won, but wasn't legendary. That, I, I that, agree. That's, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like it's I, I don't just, consider it's that. It's not just winning. It's longevity. Yes. You have to be able to consistently win, consistently be competitive for years on out. The and, reason and, you can, and you can do it two ways. I'll, I'll let you finish right here, but like you could do it two ways because you can either win like in five years, dominate every championship, and then, you know, kind of bow out, or longevity, like you said, because there's coaches like um, Sir Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wegner, the Decades at the club yeah, at the Arsene helm. Wagner never won and, anything. Well, no, but he's one of the most respected because he was always in that top four, four top yeah. five, with with for the longest time. Yeah, he never got to the finish line, but he he, he was just always there. Like, of course, at the end, you finally have. He's to He's gonna be remembered because he was well liked. He wasn't gonna be remembered because he achieved greatness in Arsenal, and he had the greatest coat 
ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I I think my thing I would want longevity. Okay. I I want Klopp to be there and continue being there. I want him to be the next Sir Alex Ferguson. And the thing is, that's a praise. And I hate Man United, but it's a it's a praise to Sir Alex Ferguson. He was a great coach. He was a fantastic coach. How does Sir Jurgen Klopp sound? He won't get knighted. <laughs> He's German. You, I don't even think if you can. You yeah, can, you can. You you can, can do. You can do. Uh, uh, I don't think the Queen will. Maybe I don't know. He if might. If he get, wins the treble. <laughs> if he wins the treble, he might get knighted. Who knows? Who does the Queen support? <laughs> you gotta find out. <laughs> fucking Arsenal or God knows she's a London the, team. God knows she's been there since the fucking beginning. <laughs> Probably. I don't doubt it. Doubt it actually. <laughs> Oh my god, we're but, going to war with England. God but, damn it. Oh, we can't go to war with England. <laughs> They're our allies. So anyway. <laughs> Hamilton too. <laughs> god damn. Uh it's just it's one of those things that I feel like I, I would prefer longevity. Obviously, you're right though, with the whole legendary status. You won't be legendary, you won't be remembered. The, the songs won't be named after you until because there's no Benita songs. No, he's lucky to be remembered. Exactly. But in order for you to get a Bob Paisley or a Bill Shankly and things like that, you have to be legendary. You have to win games. You have to win trophies. That is your job as a manager to do. And Klopp is in the great position because he has such a great relationship with the players. And he brings out a different side of them to play harder for him because they trust him. So I feel like he's moving on up. And then we're bringing in people from the from our youth academy up which is a promising thing because if they're anything close to what Alexander Arnold is, they're going to be successful. Yeah, and that's what time. a lot of people don't take into account is is the academy, the strength of the academy. Without an academy, there will be no longevity. So, so that is where we leave you guys this week. And uh, Lucio, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else. Um, I've said it in the past and I say it again. Uh, everyone just stay out there, be safe, wear your mask, uh, do your part and, uh, uh, make sure you're respectful of everybody and, and love everybody. Just understand that some people, um, some, everyone wants to be safe and there's some people that, that might not want to wear their mask. It, it, it's one thing to just ask them to put it on. They don't want to just move on with your day. Don't sit there and, 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 and you know, take up too much time, uh, doing anything cause you can't change people. If they don't want to change. Um, like I said, there's going to be people out there. Uh, there's not much you can do about it. You play your part. You do what you got to do. And uh, everything uh, should hopefully come to an end here soon because I swear I'm so tired of this shit. <laughs> it's just fucking annoying. Yeah, I just need uh, it to be 2021 already. I need already. it to be 2021 already, man. We need to get out of this year. Fucking 2020, I can see clearly now, has fucking been bullshit since month two of this fucking year. I, I, I got you know, you know, I actually started looking into where, where was that fucking experiment when they put you to sleep for six months to, to steady your mind? And I'll, I'll do that tomorrow. Like, I swear. Right, I'll just, put me under. Wake me up. You know, if you want to wait a full wake year, me up. I don't give a fuck. Man, September. No, not even September. Don't <laughs> wake me up uh, no <laughs> fuck that uh, wake me up next year if that and then we'll we'll see where we go with that but yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in stay safe out there um do your part like lucio said and you can now follow us not just on spotify we're also on itunes stitcher google play google podcasts or whatever it is you want to call it we have fixed the error that was there which is why we were not appearing on itunes which is why our ratings dipped lucio but now we're back so Everyone out there with your fancy iPhones, 
Get on it. We'll see you there. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you next week here on Sticks and Kicks. <laughs>